I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is brought to you by Mental Health. Mental Health are an award-winning mental health organization, the best Middlesbrough, and they work across the Tees Valley and beyond. Did you know Middlesbrough has the highest suicide rate in England, with 75% of those being men? Together, we can help change that. Mental Health run a number of amazing men-only groups across Teesside called The Speakeasy, which allows you guys to have a cuppa, relax and talk. For more information, please find all their socials at Mental Health. It's M-E-N-T-E-L-L-H-E-A-L-T-H. Um, and it's www.mentalhealth.com. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast with me, Johnny Bullock, and well, the unbeaten start has finished. Um, as we as we all know, Middlesbrough were defeated by one goal to nil against Norwich on Saturday, and um, that's four wins in a row now for Norwich um, against Middlesbrough. Obviously, the last three all being um, the same scoreline of one goal to nil, and one of them being the the game we do not mention. So I'm not going to go into that, but it does seem that. Um, Norwich have our number at the moment and I think the last few games we played against Norwich um, we've been outplayed physically and, and tactically by by them and I think Daniel Fack um, deserves a lot of credit for that um, but why did we lose on Saturday? Um, was it the negative tactics? Was it the refereeing decisions that Tony Pulis mentioned? Was it the personnel or was simply Norwich just the better team on the day? Um, now I can I can sit here and I can point out and directly why and directly why Borough well like I can't really point out directly but I can point out different things um, rather than saying it's just a single uh, reason why Mills were lost. Um, but what I can say it was a a mixture of everything. You know I think if you watched the game um, I think Borough should have been awarded a penalty early doors. Um I think that that is a penalty decision, not just being a Middlesbrough fan. Um but is even if it was from a neutral perspective I thought it was more of a penalty. Um even if it was on our end I think they probably would deserve one too. Um but it's very interesting that Daniel Fark said he didn't see the decision. 
Um, but a manager and the poster manager always says those things when something should have been a penalty. Um, but if if we get given a penalty there and we score it, the game changes, you know, drastically. Um, but it just didn't happen. Um, and I thought the second reason was I thought we were very negative. Um, but I don't think it was a forced being negative. You know, I don't think you go into games expecting to defend unless you're playing the likes of Manchester City. Um, but I think Norwich forced us to be negative um, due to their style. I thought the Canaries were very patient on the ball. They moved from side to side, back to front. Um, if there wasn't a gap opening, they were very, very patient on the ball. And the thing is with that, um, it automatically makes you as a team sit deeper. Um, appreciate that we aren't the, the most attacking team in the world and we don't have the, the blistering pace on the wings. So what we've done is try to remain compact um, and try and get them on the counter attack but what's happened is we've got too deep and we've made them play um, and we've given away a sloppy goal because um, just a lack of concentration really um, but credit to them they they made it very difficult for us to get up on the pitch and you know was it the main reason potentially uh, but there's also another reason where I said um, it could be the, the, the personnel um I think it kind of was the wrong eleven a little bit. Um, I think what you can say is, well, we we drew against Leeds with that team, and Leeds top of the league, of course. Um, so if you play the same team against Norwich, you might have a better result this time. But I feel like sometimes when we play that that formation, um, we just don't have an outlet, and it starves us on by longer of service. And you know, it, we sometimes talk about pace and. Well, we talk about a lot with the lack of it, but we do have the youngsters there, and they didn't feature on the bench at all during the weekend, um, which was quite a shock. I thought Lewis Wing would be would be the one in there, but you know, um, due to the lack of pace, we had to sit deep. There wasn't much outlet that we had, and when Braithwaite came on and when Hugel came on, yes, we got caught a little bit, but at least we were trying to go forward a bit more when we had to. Um, but you know, Pulis has been right nine times out of ten this season, and I think he's allowed um, one off anyway in, in this season. But to not play Braithwaite, um, I think it was just more of a, a Pulis decision rather than a tactical decision. I think he he basically said to him that, well, you wanted to leave. Yes, we've had this good conversation, but you aren't ready for the first eleven yet, and I, I kind of agree with him there. You know, if a player d- asks to leave then you have to kind of question his, his state of mind. Yes, you can put an Instagram status. Yes, you can put a tweet out there and say, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go, but we don't know what's been happening behind closed doors. Um, and I think that Pulis was probably right just to bench him for this game. Um, but I was shocked, like I mentioned. Um, I was shocked not to see the likes of Lewis Wing and, and, and Tav on the bench. Um, I thought they'd been excellent you know, since the start of the season uh, from the games that I've watched. And... Um, I hope it, they, they both get chances again. I hope Barry Chapman as well gets chances. Um, because they, they were very, very good. But you know, it's very, very early on in the season. We've got three games a week. He's going to get a chance again. You know, They're all going to get chances again. It's when they take them. Um, but I think they do deserve to be in the A-team. But like I mentioned, you know, these games come thick and fast. Um, it's like three games a week for the next... I think till after Christmas now. So, well, no. There's a international break isn't there um, in about a month's time but still games come thick and fast players are going to play um, and hopefully we, we do change that but 
you know, I can I can say um, and to try and round kind of the Norwich game up. Um, it it could have been there's a potentially a few things that went wrong. Um, I thought Norwich were better in a in, in just a poor game. Um, it was definitely not one for the neutral, um, and it won't be a highlight in any TV shows. But if I had to pick a man of the match um, for Borough, I thought it'd be Adam Clayton. Um, I think he's just a he's just a steady player. You know, he really is. Um, yes, he got that book in early doors, but um, he he's just that calm, collective midf- in the anchor in our midfield, and I think we need we just need him. Um, I don't think he's been a better player than him this season. Obviously, you can mention Housen or, or Dale Fry, but um, I think he's been tremendous. He's been absolutely tremendous. It's, it's hard to believe that um, Tony Pulis didn't actually play him at all. Not Tony Pulis, Gary Monk didn't play him at all. Um, but, yeah, I thought he was excellent. Um, but the question from Gib God, um, and he, he asks on Saturday, uh, was Saturday a blimp or is it just Pulis being too negative? Um, I think it's a hundred percent a blip. You know, every, everyone loses, and um, I don't think Pulis purposely plays negative either. Um, I know people say, "Oh, no shit, negative football," but Pulis does not play negative football. He tries to play, tries to play direct and um, not just a, it's a not aggressive, but it's very very direct football. And it's not negative. You know, if you if you are a negative manager, um, well, there's, actually, there's no such thing as really a negative manager. There's an organised manager and there's a free-flowing manager. Um, the example of this has been Mourinho versus Pep. Um, Mourinho is very stubborn and expects his team to be very, very organised, whilst um, Pep is, uh, yes, he's, he's very, very organised, but he likes his players to have three free-flowing football. Pulis is probably on more of the Mourinho side rather than the Pep Guardiola side, but... Um, you know, it's not negative football. However, um, I do think we should kind of tweak something in the formation that we play. Um, when I've watched Borough this season, um, we look a bit, we look a lot more balanced, you know, than we did last season. You know, with the likes of Adama Traore on the right hand side, um, it kind of put a weight onto one one side of the football pitch. But I think we should adjust from the three five two or the five three two, considering last game, um, and play more of like a three four three. Or a, a three a three four two one, um, and bringing Braithwaite again potentially push down and up uh, like we did at the start of the season, or introduce the likes of Hugel um, or to support the strikers and um, or to support Brit as well. Um, I think with you know at the moment we're sometimes we we isolate the strike we isolate Brit quite a lot, especially on Saturday when we were play we were forced to play five four one, stranded by himself he was getting frustrated. You know you have to try and stop that as much as you can, um, but with a three-four-two-one, you put more pressure on the opponent's uh, wing backs, and you try and you kind of force them back a little bit, um, and you force them wide. Um, but when you're playing more like a three-four-two-one, you also have the ability to create two two v ones yourself um, to try and force them back as well. And we did that early on uh, when we played the likes of Bristol City. We were excellent with that. Um, and it was a shame that we've we've kind of I don't appreciate that Braithwaite said he wanted to leave and we don't really have a different option but uh, we kind of had to force that formation but if we were to play that three four two one um, you have that two centre midfielders so that takes someone out as well so you have Clayton in there and um, that's a battle for that spot you know absolute battle 
Um, you've got Housen that deserves it at present. I think he's been tremendous all season long. Um, we've got Bezic and Savile, who are very, very good players in themselves, but you know they'll probably be on the bench if we were to play that formation. But then again, you know, it's it's the first defeat of the season. Like, um, do we have to change it that much? Do we have to make adjustments? Um, but Red Smog Rising um, asks, he said, why does everyone want changes after one lacklustre performance? And yes, I kind of spoke about changes there. Um, but that's football. You know, if you lose one game, the thing is, everyone wants to rip up and start again when you just don't need to. I do think you should make adjustments, though. I think the likes of Pep and Jose and Poch, um, they're outstanding at this. So if things go wrong, they make adjustments. Um, they make adjustments to plan A. They don't make a plan B. They make plan A stronger. Um, I think Pulis will be doing that himself. He saw the weaknesses in the system that we had on Saturday, and he'll be changing it as we speak to stop it. So you don't have to, to worry about it too much. Um, but let's... Let's look ahead. Um, let's look ahead to the the Bolton Wanderers game. Um, they're coming to the Riverside on Wednesday night. It's on the TV, of course. Um, and Bolton have been the, the surprise package so far this season. You know, um, last year when the the just avoided relegation relegation on uh, the last day of the season, but they're looking good so far. Yes, the they're probably going to lose twelve points. I think because of the the financial. Um, s- Situation at the at the club at the moment, um. So it's it's a shame to see any club going to administration, especially Bolton Wanderers. Um, they're a fantastic football club, but you know, don't if you can't afford them, don't pay. It, I guess, um. And it's probably it's something to do with the owners as well, which is a shame. But, um, I think Bolton are going to set up in that four two three one formation like they have all all year so far. And I think Craig Noon and Sammy former Borough boy Sammy Omiobi. Um, we'll be providing the width. Um, if not, um, I think Will Buckley is going to probably come in for Sami Amiobi on the right hand side. Um, just behind the striker, I would I was going to have a quick chat about Josh Feller, um, but Josh Feller has asked to leave the club, um, leave Bolton Wanderers, so he's probably not going to feature um, on the trip to the Riverside. Um, so Johnny Williams, who will be playing in that co- that cam role. Um, in that four-two-three-one system, um, but they've got some a lot of former Borough boys in that team. You know, they've got the likes of David Wheater, Johnny Grounds, Gary O'Neill, um, and Sammy Amiobi as well. Um, but with those likes of players, they've got some good young players in there as well. Well, good young and experienced. They've got a good mixture of young and experienced players, um, and it's going to be a big test for Millsborough on Wednesday night. Um, I, th- you know. I know it's very very cliche, but nothing's very nothing's easy in the championship. You know we know that from past experience. We know that under the likes of Tony Mowbray and Gordon Strachan, when we struggled massively, it's very very difficult. They have nothing to lose. They have to be fighting for points, especially if this point to lo- um, this points deduction is looming. Um, and you know we have to be very very careful of them. So. How do we set up on Wednesday and how, how do we break them down? Um, and it's it's a question that's been asked um, by quite a lot of you. Um, Gib Gordon and JC um, have both asked this question. Um, whether does, does Braithwaite come in? Does Savile and Hugel provide com- good competition? Is McQueen good enough? To put it simply, yes. 
Um, I think Braithwaite's going to come into the squad. Um, he, he he needs to because we don't have the outlet at the minute. Um, and also, Savile and Hugo are the good competition. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, Hugo's a fantastic striker at this level. He's a borderline as well, so he's going to have that 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 fan that fan favoritism a little bit. Um, Savile, very very good, talented young footballer. He's he's came the club for six to seven million pound. Um, yes, we've spent that on players in the past, um, like so Ashley Fletcher, but he's a very very good player. Um, and be, and we'd be determined to kind of prove the critics wrong a little bit. So I'm excited to see him play. And yes, they do provide good competition. Um, so how do we break them down? The thing is with Bolton, and if you've watched them throughout the season, they're very, very poor at defending it down the wings. Um, we've seen it last year with Adama Traore, and he just ripped them to shreds. Um, it'll be the same again. You know, They're still very slow at the back, um, but we don't have the pace as much. So it would be interesting to see if we do bring in the likes of Tavernier or bring in the likes of Harry Chapman and bring back... Martin Braithwaite in the squad because we do need a bit of that pace in midfield um, but there is a couple of rumours flying around um, McQueen actually is a tip to start whether that actually happens or not um, I probably wouldn't put a bet on it but that's the, the, the in the know um, also Hugo um, is is very much similar I think Brit Samlong was very, very fr- a frustrated figure on Saturday, um, so it could be the likes of Hugo coming in to play, or maybe playing potentially alongside him. Um, but besides that, um, I think we're going to have possession of the football. Um, I think we're going to have we're going to be on the front foot. I think we're going to be quite aggressive in how we play um, on on Wednesday night. You know, I, I think there's they're going to be looking to sit back and try and defend early doors and try and come it late on. We have to get that first goal early. We have to get that first goal in that first half, set the tone early on, you know, and really put a stat put our foot in put in the foot in the game. You know, I'm really sick of watching us at times when we, we, we are we pass the ball from side to side. Um sometimes we have to be a bit more direct on how we play and I think we'll be I think we'll do that on Wednesday night. We have to make a statement, we have to get six points in the next two games, um, to get ourselves back on the front foot. But um, how are we going to set up? Um, I think Randolph's going to be in goal. It's going to be Shot and Ayala, Flint, uh, Fry and Friend. It's a 3-5-2 formation. I think Clayton and Housen are going to be um, the midfields with Downing, um, with Braithwaite and Britt Asomba Longa um, as the striker. The score prediction, I think it's going to be 2-0 to the Borough. Goals coming from Stuart Downing and Aidan Flint. Um, so... Fingers crossed, I hope we win the game. It's the, my first time back at the Riverside this season. I, I, I cannot wait. Um, it's, I've kind of missed it a little bit. When you don't go to a game for a while, um, you just miss it so much. And Even though I've got a season ticket, I haven't been because I've been away. And I'm just really excited to, to watch the game live um, in the stadium rather on TV or via satellite. So, really excited for that. But this is the Borough Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. And-